Good afternoon and welcome to Shay's Sports Stories. I'm your host, Shay. And on this show, I will be breaking down the most important people and events in all of sports. For the first episode, we will be talking about Bill Walton. Uh, Bill Walton's one of the greatest and most fascinating basketball players of all time. But there's a good chance that you don't even know who he is. And if you do, it's probably just as that wacky Pac-12 basketball commentator. But you should know him for his amazing talent and his massive potential that was not reached along with the weirdness of his Pac-12 commentating. So Bill Walton started gaining national attention doing during his two varsity seasons at Helix High School, where he led the team to a record of 62-2 and over two seasons, including 49 straight wins and two California Interscholastic Federation Championships. During his high school career, he averaged 29 points and 25 rebounds per game. But Walton's high school career wasn't all dominating other teams and winning state titles. He began having injury issues throughout his college career, breaking his ankle, a leg, several bones in his feet, and getting knee surgery. High schools also where Bill Walton's fandom of the Grateful Dead began. He first became a fan of the Grateful Dead at the age of 15, and when he's a junior, they came to town. On April 11, 1969, the Grateful Dead arrived, and Bill Walton went to see them. He's since spoken on this experience, saying it was an unbelievable show. The whole show, which lasted all night long, only 10 songs. This show started a lifelong fandom of the Grateful Dead for Walton that would affect the rest of his life. But getting back to the basketball, Walton was a top recruit coming out of high school, getting offers from top programs across the country. But when legendary UCLA head coach John Wooden offered Walton a scholarship, he knew where he would go. Walton had been a fan of UCLA since elementary school, and now he had an opportunity to play for his favorite team. He couldn't resist. At the time Walton went to college, freshmen were not allowed to play on the main basketball team and instead had to play on the freshman team. This rule has since been changed because it was terrible. And since perhaps the greatest college basketball player of all time was forced to play exclusively against freshmen, he and UCLA's freshman team dominated, going 20-0. and Meanwhile, UCLA's varsity team beat Villanova in the national championship game and secured their fifth straight NCAA title. In Bill Walton's sophomore season, he was allowed to play with UCLA's varsity team, and he led them to a 30-0 and record. Not only did they win every game they played, they completely dominated every game they played, scoring an average of 94.6 points per game and allowing only 64.3 points per game. In the NCAA tournament, Walton led UCLA to the national championship game against Florida State. Walton led his team to the win and was named the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player. In Walton's junior season, he led UCLA to another 30-0 season and had one of the greatest national championship game performances of all time against Memphis State. And once again, won the national championship. UCLA was going into Walton's senior season as the most dominant college team of all time, but it finally had to come to an end. And in Walton's senior year, UCLA's 88-game winning streak ended to Notre Dame 71-70. UCLA would finish the season 26-4, and and lose to NC State in the Final Four. Walton's college career ended disappointingly, yet he still had massive success in his early basketball career, including that he didn't lose a single basketball game in between the middle of his junior high. Bill Walton, after a dominant college career, was drafted number one overall in the 1974 NBA draft by the Portland Trailblazers. 
during Walton's first two seasons in the NBA, he suffered many injuries, leading to him barely seeing the floor, leading to him only playing 86 of 164 possible games in those two years. But when he wasn't injured, he showed a lot of skill and promise on the floor. And finally, in his third year, his full scale was on display as he led the NBA in rebounds and block shots, leading the Trailblazers to the third seed in the Western Conference, beating the Chicago Bulls in a 2-1 series. First round series used to be best of three. Now they're best of seven. Then he beat the Nuggets 4-2 and then swept Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Los Angeles Lakers 4-0 in the Western Conference Finals, advancing the Trailblazers to the NBA Finals, where they would face Julius Irving, 76ers who were the favorites and started the series by showing why. They went up 2-0 on the Blazers. But after a fight between the Trailblazers' Maurice Lucas and the 76ers' Daryl Dawkins, the Trailblazers would go on a run, winning the next four games and the NBA title. Bill Walton would be named Finals MVP. Next, se- next season, the Blazers would look to repeat as champions, going 48-10 and through the first 58 games and being at the top of the NBA standings. Unfortunately, Bill Walton broke his foot and was out for the season Despite despite missing much of the season, Walton was still named MVP for his dominant play when he was around. And luckily for the Blazers, Walton was back for the playoffs. They had serious hopes to repeat. Until in the second game of the Blazers' first round series, Walton got hurt and was out for the playoffs. Blazers would lose to the Supersonics and fail to ever win another title. During the offseason, Walton demanded a trade. Upset with the failures of Portland's medical staff, but the Blazers refused to trade their star, so he sat out the entire 1979 season and signed with the San Diego Clippers when he became a free agent. Walton's tenure in San Diego was a complete failure. He had injuries every year. He was with them and had no playoff success. And by the 1985 season, Walton wanted to move on from the Clippers. After all, the failure he'd had there, so he went on to the dominant Boston Celtics and finally... Walton had a healthy year. He played 80 games, by far the most throughout his entire career, and played a major role in the Celtics winning the 1986 NBA title, along with winning the NBA's Sixth Man of the Year award. Walton would only play 10 more games before retiring from the NBA. But Bill Walton would stay in the public eye as one of the strangest figures of all time. Some of this due to his deep love of the Grateful Dead, which can be shown by a time when he lent Celtics teammate Danny Ainge a disc of Grateful Dead music the next day, Ainge told him that he wasn't really feeling it, but wanted to know Walton's favorite song. Walton tore the disc out of Ainge's hand and said, When you're a dead fan, it's all one song. Because of Walton's strangeness, I'll spend the rest of my show going over some of the best things he said. So, um, just this is just a totally random quote with, like, no context, where he says, I called and coached the game with those 65-footers they counted as, I think, 25-point plays. It was an incredible experiment that we did at UCLA on the tennis court. Phenomenal display of talent. Gary Payton scored 95 points. Carmen Electra was a sideline reporter. Total mystery what he's talking about there. Uh, there was also, he also did a Reddit AMA where he was asked several questions. One of the questions is, what is the story behind being milked? His answer was, it's the most pleasurable experience in the world. When you're on a great team and you get hot, your teammates milk you dry. They wear you out. And there's nothing like being on a great team. When you're on a bad team, you get hot, they freeze you out because they figure they have to get theirs. The game's over. Never forget happiness ends when selfishness begins. I love being hot, and there's nothing in the world like being milked. He was also asked, have you ever been to a volcano when it's erupting? His answer was, we were on a tour with the Grateful Dead in Oregon. They started playing the show, 
and they started playing Fire on the Mountain. The volcano next door, Mount St. Helens, blew up. When the show was over, a bunch of us raced to the airport and boarded a plane. We told people at the airport we were scientists studying atmospheric conditions and the effect of smoke and volcanic explosions on the human spirit. So the pilot was... So Pilot was terrified, but we convinced him to fly right into the smoking crater with fire and lava everywhere. He wanted to go home, but we were on a scientific mission, and we kept getting closer and closer. As we were flying around inside the erupting volcano, the military jet scrambled from the local base and came up there to get us out of there. It was a real dogfight, but we had the spirit of Cortez on our side. We eventually left, and when we landed at the airport, the pilot was most relieved as we quickly fled and went back to the rest of the tour. So I hope this all showed you how talented and very strange Walton is. That's all for this episode. See you next week.